Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, pose a few questions to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As we go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, a fantastic day. All four A plays hit. Uh, it's always fun when that happens. Made about 10 units. Um, I mean, the roller coaster continues. Uh, two weeks ago was just a fantastic week all week. Um, last week was a horrible week all week, I think, except for one day. Uh, maybe maybe a second day was at least break even, but I mean, just a brutal week. Um, and then yesterday starting off great again, so maybe we're back to two weeks, right? Uh, you know, the, the the variability is always funny to me because early in the season we had more like two or three day at a time variability. Now we're getting like week long variability. That's just kind of the way it goes with the ups and downs. Again, hopefully I'll give you some good information um, and and that helps you again feel confident about the plays that you are making today. And before we get to that slate, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. The only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And also, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice timelines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com sportsbook. A reminder... My official picks, I don't shop around. I'm using one book. It's kind of to put a little bit of a handicap on myself so that you can always perform better than I'm performing, which is my goal. If I shop around and get great prices, I can show a, a larger profit. But that doesn't do you any good. So you shop around, you get those extra profits. It doesn't really matter what I show. What matters is that you're making money, and that's what I'm trying to help you do, provide you good information to think on and good content here. So let's get to it today. We've got one afternoon game. Pittsburgh at St. Louis, 115 Eastern, first pitch. And my goodness, we have some of the same weather we had yesterday. We're going to start off first pitch temperature right around 98 degrees. By the time this game ends, it's going to be in the triple digits. The winds are blowing out to left center or left field at the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. My goodness, just like yesterday, we have some massive hitting weather here in St. Louis. We got that over yesterday. First few innings kind of played out pretty quietly, and then the runs came. And that's what happens when you have the heat and the wind blowing out. Um, I mean, the runs just start coming in bunches with all those doubles and home runs that happen. JT Brubaker and Matthew Liberatore will get to sweat through this one and try to keep the ball in the yard. Neither pitcher projects very well. Uh, Liberatore, I mean, excuse me, Brubaker at least projects around league average, a little bit worse results than that this year, but you know, kind of just an average one of the mill pitcher. Liberatory, a 550 ERA, 
only three games this year. His advanced metrics are actually worse than that. He projects to be a little bit better, but still a below average pitcher. You can see in the sheet there that uh, my projection rating for him is a 119. That's a little over one full standard deviation worse than average. The model says Cardinals minus 162. I played the Cardinals at minus 163 as a lean. I think the Cardinals are the right side. I think it's kind of like yesterday, a high scoring game. And I like the Cardinals chances here, but it's not one that I feel overly confident in at that price. If it's dropping into the mid 150s, it's probably a B pick. Low 150s is for sure a B pick. So if you can get some good line movement there, maybe I feel a little more confident on the Cardinals. If the number gets a little bit larger, it gets to be a really tough proposition as to which side is the right play. Again, Cardinals probably win this game, but at some point you're just paying too much of a premium in my opinion. So at that 162, 163-ish number, low 160s, I'll take the Cardinals. I just don't want to be over-invested in it. So a one-unit play for me there. But my goodness, I love this over. Nine and a half is the number. Odds are minus 115. That's an A-grade pick for me. We talked about the weather. Uh, Brubaker is the best pitcher that the Pirates are going to throw in this game, and he's just average. The Cardinals' offense is above average. Cardinals are going to score some runs. Liberatory is not a good pitcher. And we talked about it yesterday. The Pirates offense isn't good, but against weaker pitchers in this environment, they should be able to score some runs. Like I said, I see it playing out a lot like last night's game, that seven to five type range over nine and a half at minus 115 is an A grade pick for me. I'd play it over 10 as well. Um, if it gets up there, people start realizing how hot this game is and start betting that over. Wouldn't go over 10 and a half at that point. The number is too high, but over 10, I would still play it over as well. Hopefully you get better odds than minus 115. And assuming that you were at least in the even money or minus 105 range, I'd still give that an A grade. I think there's going to be a lot of runs here in this afternoon game in St. Louis. So the night games, 705 Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Nationals. We'll be in the low 80s to start, mid 70s to close. No real wind to speak of. It'll be blowing in, but it should stay under five miles an hour. So maybe a slight boost to the bats here with a little bit warmer temperatures, but not much. Max Freed versus Jackson Tetro. Max Freed, I've talked about him recently, just continues to put up good numbers, continues to have a fantastic season, 2.6 ERA. Advanced metrics think he should be about 2.9, which is still very, very good. Projects in the low threes going forward. I mean, there's just not much to say about this guy. He, he, great pitcher uh, versus Tetro for the Nationals uh, projects to be very bad. Not a guy who's coming up like the, uh, you know, Logan Gilbert's last year, um, you know, where, he, you know, you come up and you're thinking, hey, this guy's got a chance to really light it up. Or, you know, if we stick with the Mariners theme, the George Kirby's right. Not a guy who's coming up and is projected to do well right off the bat. Never know. How well he'll do, of course, in the long term. But early on, it kind of projects to be a little bit of tough sledding for him, as it's been for most of the Nationals pitchers this year. The model says Braves minus 197. It's a really tough ask for me on the side on this one. Maybe Braves' run line isn't bad. I took the Braves at minus 210 on the money line as a C pick. It's not one that I want to be that invested in it at that price. Um, but I do think the Braves win. I mean, you can't you can't see a pitching matchup like this. You can't see the offensive dis disparities between these two teams. You can't see the bullpen disparities between these two teams and think that anything besides the Braves win is going to happen. We just have to remember that crazy things happen in baseball. Bad teams win all the time. 
And so I just can't be over-invested at the price. And that's the problem with the run line is the same thing, right? Maybe the run line, at least you, you know, you lower your risk a little bit, but it's not, it's not great odds on the run line either right now. So I think the Braves are the side I'd rather be on, but it's just not priced well enough to be over-invested. So only a C grade pick for me there because the price total is nine. I'm going to go over the nine as well. I'm kind of leaning more over than under these days. There's been a ton of runs in June. The average runs per game is creeping up closer to nine and a half as opposed to the more eight and a half it was last month. And it was closer to eight in that first month of April. We'll talk about the weather. Um, again, don't really know exactly what's happening with the balls. Major League Baseball has always been a little bit shady about what they're doing with that. We don't know about the practices with regards to the humidor. So that's a new, a new thing this year. We just don't know what they're learning about that. We just know runs are going up. So I'm leaning more overs than unders. So I'll take the over nine. Only a lean, though, with free pitching against a, a, a subpar Nationals offense. This is a game that I could easily see the Nationals only scoring two runs. So now we're requiring the Braves to score seven. And they can. Now they've lost Albies you know, for, for the foreseeable future. Um, with that foot fracture, um, Braves offense is still pretty good. It's still good enough to put up runs against anybody the Nationals throw out there. So the Braves can score a ton of runs, so I'll go over nine. But knowing the Nats may not help us out that much, it's only a C-grade pick. I looked at team totals, and you're seeing the same thing that I talked about previously in some of these games with the Braves team total being at something like five and a half and the Nationals being down at two and a half. It's just a tough ask on the team total. So I'll go over nine for the full game, just a lean, and just think maybe somebody scores some runs for us on this one. 7 to 5 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Phillies. We'll start off around 80 degrees. We're going to close in the mid to low 70s. No real wind to speak of. It should stay under 5 miles an hour. Trevor Rogers versus Zach Eflin. Rogers, uh, an ERA over 5.5. His advanced metrics say he's not that bad, but his projection isn't that good either. The advanced metrics think he should be about in the 4-7-ish range. I mean, that's not good. He projects a little bit better than that based off of last year. But again, I've talked about this before. You're talking about nothing about a league average pitcher at this point. And Rogers, as good as he looked last year versus Zach Eflin, who's having a good season, his advanced metrics line up exactly with his ERA. So I think he's kind of the real deal at this upper three area. He projects more in the uh, low fours. But I mean, when you're talking about upper threes, low fours, you're talking about a lot of rounding error there. So at this point, I'd say I'd rather have Eflin on the on the mound than Rogers. And of course, two months ago, that would just be the craziest thing to say. Model says Phillies minus one fifty. I'm seeing a price of one forty nine. So maybe a tiny edge here on the Phillies as of right now, in my opinion. I'm gonna go first five with the Phillies. It's minus one fifty five, and I'm giving this a B grade. I don't think either one of these pitchers makes it past five, or if they do, it's barely. Um, neither one of them has really shown the consistent ability to go deep into games so the benefit of going first five is i really know what i'm getting with the pitchers because i think both go probably about five if it gets to the bullpens i just don't trust the phillies bullpen they rate out okay but i we talked about this before i just and they looked good yesterday and and that park in philadelphia has become more of a pitcher's park here even though it's park factor has been neutral over the last three years I just don't really trust that Phillies bullpen. So it's a situation where I'd rather just go with the first five because I think Eflin's a better pitcher than Rodgers. The Phillies have a better offense, and they're at home. I think that's a side I want to be on. Just not a ton of value at minus 155 on that first five number. So a B-grade pick. I think the Phillies are the way I want to look. I just don't love the number. You know, If you, if you can get that in about minus 140, minus 145, now we're flirting with A-grade territory, but it's just not quite there for me right now. 
And for the total, I'll go under eight and a half, just with a lean. Again, I like the Moreland's bullpen. So as soon as we can get Rogers out of there, I think it's a, it's an upgrade for the most part. Um, again, mostly more of a pitcher's park. It's going to get cooler as the night goes along. I don't really love playing unders at this point, given how many runs we're seeing. But I go under eight and a half with the lean, just because I think there's more of a chance it plays out like last night and a little bit more low scoring than anything else. But again, it's not one that I'm super confident on, given how many runs we're seeing across baseball these days. Seven to five Eastern first pitch race at the Yankees. We're going to start off in the low 80s in New York, close in the mid-70s. The winds will be blowing mostly across to right field, maybe a tiny bit out to right, but it will be around five miles an hour, so probably not too much of an effect on the game there. Corey Kluber versus Garrett Cole. Kluber, you know, upper three ERA, advanced metrics line up right with that. His projection's a little bit worse based off of, uh, you know, his recent seasons. And the fact that he's been fairly inconsistent for the last couple of years dealing with some injuries. So that projection kind of pulls him back towards league average. But so far this year, he's had a pretty solid year. The advanced metrics say it's not really a mirage versus Garrett Cole, who ERA took a hit after that last start. Uh, but his advanced metrics are still very solid in the low threes. And that's about where he projects to be a very good pitcher uh, at this point. I'm not buying into that last start meeting a, a whole bunch and those first couple starts that he struggled with, for the most part, he's been rolling since then. Again, last start aside. Model says Yankees minus 172. Yankees are the better team. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to go with the Rays at plus 192. Just a ton of value on this number. The Yankees are overpriced. I backed the Yankees a lot this year, and it's worked out really well. It's been kind of surprising because we rarely have value on the Yankees with such name recognition. Um, this is more what I expect to see. I expect to see more taking plus odds against the Yankees and just hoping the Yankees don't win 110 games, which is kind of where they're heading at this point. Because as long as the Yankees, you know, only win 94 games, if we're getting odds like plus 192 against them, that's going to be profitable. And that's kind of the situation here. I think the Yankees win. Cole's the better pitcher. Don't mishear what I'm saying here. It's just plus 192 is too much value to pass up on Tampa. I'm giving it a B grade. It's kind of a B minus play in that it gets to the B grade just because there's so much mathematical value in the 20 cents difference between the actual line of plus 192 for Tampa and what the model says at minus 172. But it's a situation where at two units, we're going to win almost four. So we don't even have to be that invested in this to have a nice little payout. So maybe a one and a half unit type play is probably more accurate. I don't dive into that because then it's too complicated to try to figure out. And every time I've tried to build a formula around that, it's just been a lot of work for marginal gain. It's 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 all rounding error with you know thousands of games. So I'll go plus 192 with a B pick. I'll put that second unit on it. There's just a lot of value for the Rays. I think they have a chance to hang in this one, hang in there in this one. Kluber's a great pitcher as well this year, not like Cole, but again, can kind of hold them in there. Obviously, you hold your breath every time that Yankees offense comes up right now. I know they're on fire. I just think the Rays are going to offer a little bit more resistance than the Cubs did. And so chance to hang in there. And if so, plus 182 is just too much value. If this is a tight one at the end, I'm going to feel confident about this no matter what happens because in the long run, that's good. That's a good process in my opinion. With regards to the total, total's eight for the game. I'll isolate the first five and go under four. It's a B-grade pick for me. This would have been an A pick a week or two ago, but with how first five unders and just unders in general have gone, I can't be that confident in it, but I do like both of these pitchers in this spot. I think it's lower scoring early on. I think it's tight. I think these teams are playing this like a playoff game. So I expect fewer runs, whether it's full game or first five. I think either is fine. 
I want to do first five personally because knowing that I have uh, a raise pick, I'd rather – I'm hoping this game is close. If I'm hoping it's close, it might be extra innings. So that's personally why I'm shifting to the under and the first five rather than the full game. But full game under eight probably offers about the same value. You're probably just picking nits there on exactly which way you like. It's all about personal preference, in my opinion, between the two. I think they offer about the same value. Like them both. Don't love them, just given the number way that runs have happened and the fact that the Yankees offense can go off at any moment. I just can't be too invested into it in and under in that situation. Or is it the Blue Jays 705 Eastern first pitch? Just missed that first five under yesterday. I think there were two outs in the fifth inning, and the Blue Jays were up 2-0 or 3-0, and they scored like seven runs in that inning. And that was what I made the comment of yesterday. I was just holding my breath every time the Blue Jays came up to bat, and the Orioles kind of held it together for a little while, and then things fell apart, and the Blue Jays just ran away with it. At least we got the run line winner there on that one. Jordan Lyles versus Yusei Kikuchi tonight. Two pitchers that are below average. I don't think we talked about Lyles a lot. I don't think he's as bad as his projection. His advanced metrics this year say that he should be in the low fours in the ERA. And again, that's not great, but it's not that bad. Um, but the projection has, you know, is pulled back to how bad he was last year. So the projection's worse than that. I think he might be the better pitcher than Kikuchi in this one. And that's mainly just because I don't like Kikuchi at all. His advanced metrics, his results, his projection all line up in the not good kind of mid four pitcher mark and so two pitchers that i definitely don't trust and like i said maybe lyles is better right now but i mean it's it's really splitting hairs here neither one of these guys is very good model says the blue jays should be a minus 218 favorite so i'll take the blue jays at minus 203 and i'll give that a b grade i think the value is the exact same on the money line as the run line here you're giving up some probability that you went on the run line because there's a chance the blue jays win this by one of course if they win by one, that's probably more likely to be in a higher scoring game, um, you know, in a, in a seven to six type contest. Um, I'm going money line. My personal take on this one is just I just don't trust Kikuchi, and I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. I'll talk about the total in a second. And with a lot of runs, I think the, the Blue Jays are the better team. I think they have the better bullpen, the better offense, and they're at home. I think they can pull it out. And so I think they're, and I, I'm trusting the model. I think there's value here, but, you know, if the Blue Jays score five runs in the first five innings, but they give up three, all of a sudden that run line is starting to get dicey as the game moves along. And so I'm on the money line, but I think the value is probably the same. That's just my personal preference. I think if you wanted to save yourself some of the odds, you go with the run line. Again, I don't think, again, you're going to lose a little bit more, but you're also, when you do lose, when the, when the Orioles win a game like this, because baseball is kind of random sometimes, you're going to lose less on it. So either way you slice it, it's a B grade pick for me. I'm on the money line, but I think it's toss a coin. Totals nine. I'm going over nine. A grade pick. I don't trust either pitcher. Um, the Orioles can score on bad pitching. Toronto usually is very hitter friendly. And so I think they'll get some runs off Kikuchi, but I think the Blue Jays are going to score a lot. Again, I think Lyles might be better than his projection, but that doesn't mean he's good. I just think he's maybe close to league average. And this Blue Jays offense is hitting league average pitching right now. Maybe the, the better pitchers, maybe they're struggling with a little bit more, as most offenses do, right? That's not rocket science. Uh, but against these league average pitchers, they are usually, you know, or slightly below league average pitchers, they are usually scoring a lot of runs. That Orioles bullpen's bad. I think they're going to score plenty here tonight. So I'm going over nine with an A-grade pick. I would isolate the Blue Jays team total over, but like I said, I just don't trust Kikuchi to hold the Orioles down. I don't trust Kikuchi to hold the AAA team down at this point, really, especially given how bad he looked this last start. So I'll go over nine. Full game, both teams, a great pick. 
there in Toronto for me. 17 Eastern first pitch, Brewers at the Mets. A little bit different weather than New York, not by much, but instead of being in the low 80s, start we're going to be in the upper 70s. We'll still close in the mid-70s. Winds will be blowing mostly in from left field, uh, but only about five miles an hour, so only a minor effect. Adrian Hauser versus Chris Bassett. Hauser's a pitcher who just zigs and zags every time we turn around. He's had some really good starts. He's had some really bad starts. A 3-9 ERA, and that 3-9 ERA is composed of like four starts that have like a 12 ERA and eight starts that have like a 1-2 ERA or something. I mean, it's just this guy's either on or he's not. And I've had a hard time zigging and zagging with him personally. Um, his advanced metrics say that's about who he is. Low should be in the low fours rather than the upper threes. That's kind of rounding error. Projects rate-wise to be just an average pitcher going forward. Gets a little bit of a ding. Um, kind of based off that last outing and based off of um, he's not a guy who's likely going to go out there and give you even six innings. So a little bit of a ding there on the rating. Versus Chris Bassett, who projects well, um, a little bit better than his 430 ERA, not by a ton, but a solid pitcher. Um, Mets definitely have the itcher with the starting pitcher. And the model says Mets should be a minus 143 favorite. I'm seeing a price of 146. So not a ton of value there. On the full game, I'm going to go first five with the Mets at minus 155, and I'll give that a B grade. My thought process is the Mets are the better team. They've got the better starting pitcher. They've got the better offense. The edge that the Brewers have is in their bullpen specifically when they're winning, as good as Diaz is and as good as some of the Mets relievers are. If the Brewers can get to the eighth with a lead, you're in trouble. And so my thought process is if the Mets are losing, you know, in the sixth inning, it's going to be really hard for them to win this game. So rather than go full game, I'll just pay a little bit extra and go with the first five. It's minus 155. It's a B great pick for me. I like the Mets. I just can't get too excited at that price. So it's one of those things where I'm okay with risking three units to win two. It's kind of a B plus pick. Just can't get to that extra unit on it because the price just isn't great. It's kind of like we talked about earlier um where i took the phillies in the first five at the same price if you're talking about low 140s now you're talking a grade but at this price just a b total wise i'll go under eight i'll give it a b grade again this is a game that i would have said a grade under a couple weeks ago but as it is i can't be that confident in any under it's all going to be about hauser in my opinion if hauser goes five innings and gives up two runs which is very on the table that i like this under I think it's got a really good chance to win. If he gets hit around too hard, it's going to be a tough one. But if he has even just a respectable outing, I think Bassett's going to uh, be probably a little too much for this Brewers offense to handle. And then both bullpens are pretty good. So I think we can hang in there under that eight. I like the push protection at that number. Be great under eight for me in New York. 17 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Tigers. We're going to start off in Detroit in the mid to low 80s, close in the mid 70s, about a five mile hour breeze blowing in from left field. Dylan Cease versus Drew Hutchison. Cease has a 314 ERA. His advanced metrics line up right with that. Projects a little bit worse, but not by much. Cease, obviously, a very good pitcher. Drew Hutchison for the Tigers. Mostly pitched in relief this year, has a 460 ERA in 15 and two-thirds innings. His advanced metrics a little bit worse than that. Projects right in that same ballpark. Not a guy who I think is going to go deep and be and be great for them 
Once he's done, he'll turn it over to the rest of the Tigers' bullpen, which has been pretty bad for the most part. So the White Sox will definitely have an edge with their offense against the Tigers, and they'll definitely have an edge with Cease on the mound against the weak Tigers' offense. Model says the White Sox should be a minus 178 favorite, so I'm taking a minus 174 B grade for me. I think the White Sox win. I just don't love the price. I can't get to an A grade. If, if this was priced, you know, 10 to 15 cents cheaper for in the low 160s, different story. I'll take it as an A grade, but there's just not enough value for me to risk. I'm already having to risk more than three units to win two. So another B plus type pick. We're, we're going to end up with more than a two unit play with more than four units on the table, right? With win and, and with risk and win. Um, so like I said, a B, a B plus pick. I think the White Sox are the right side. They'll have an edge every everywhere you go, whether it's bullpen, offense, starting pitcher. Um, it's just not priced well enough to be an A grade, in my opinion. Total is eight. I haven't made a total play on this one yet. I'm waiting for the team totals. Kind of want to see what the Tigers team total is. If it's under three and a half and it's not juiced at like minus 150, I kind of like that. If it's at two and a half, it's a little bit tougher. So I'll kind of see what happens there with uh, when that market opens up, and I'll tweet out what my total pick is later in the day. 17 Eastern first pitch, Athletics at the Red Sox. Upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. About a five-mile-an-hour breeze, either in or across from left field. Um, it'll be kind of on the borderline of if it's more just blowing across and no effect or if it's actually going to come in. Jared Cunning versus Nick Pavetta. The former's had four innings. This year, Major League Ball, a 90 ERA. Advanced metrics, not that bad. Of course, hard to say what any of that means in four innings. Projects to be a, a below average pitcher versus Pavetta, who you know, I talked about him a little bit before. You know, good results this year. High high three ERA and the advanced metrics lining up exactly with that. Doesn't project as well based off of his history, but so far he's pitched pretty well. Model says Red Sox minus 222. Model just really gives the Red Sox an edge. You're being at home with a better starting pitcher, with a better bullpen, and a better offense. I mean, it's advantage Red Sox everywhere. Um, and a decent edge on the starting pitcher. And a decent edge on the starting pitcher, especially if you think that the model's just slow to adjust on Pavetta and should take this year's underlying metrics a little bit more seriously, which is a fair critique. Um, I talk about that with a handful of pitchers here that sometimes the model's just a little too slow to adjust. And if that's the case with Pavetta, and not to say that he's going to be great, but he's, you know, slightly above average here, then just a huge edge there. Model says minus 222. I'll take the Red Sox minus 205 with a B-grade pick. I don't like run lines with home teams, uh, the run line favorites with home teams. If you want to go run line, I think it's the same value. I don't think there's anything special. It's just a personal preference of why I'm taking the money line here rather than the run line. Either way, I'd give it a B-grade. Um, the Red Sox are a better team, and they should win this game. Um, and the price isn't horrible. It's not great, obviously, at minus 205. But, I mean, the Red Sox, um, in my opinion, should be bigger favorites in this. So I'll take the Red Sox with a B-grade pick. I'm doing the money line. But like I said, you can go run line. I don't think that's a bad idea. Total's 9.5, and, and I'm going to go over on the 9.5 at even money, and I'm going to give that a B-grade as well. I'd love to get this over 9 and have that push protection um, for a – Fairly key number in baseball run outcomes being nine, especially these days. Um, and I like the even money. I just, at that, you know, the hook just drops it a, a letter grade for me, really, drops it to a B grade. I think the Red Sox are going to score a lot of runs on the A's, whether it's, in the, you know, against the starter or against the bullpen. Um, the team total reflects that. Um, but I mean, you're just talking about the fact that you've got a, a massive hitters park in Fenway, one that's uh, maybe not 
always recognized as much, as much of a hitter's park as it should, right? You always talk about Coors, of course. You talk about Cincinnati having such a great hitter's park. But Fenway's right there with Cincinnati in terms of just how friendly it is to hitters. And so I think there'll be a lot of runs in this game. I'll go over nine and a half. I like the even money. Be great pick for me. If it drops to nine, I really love that one. Game two in St. Louis. Pirates of the Cardinals. It'll still be warm to start 98 degrees at first pitch. It'll close around 90 degrees. The winds will still be blowing out to left field at 10 miles an hour. It'll be Bryce Wilson and Miles Michaelis in this one. Again, just trying to keep the ball in the ballpark. Wilson has a 750 ERA. Now, look, he's not that bad. Obviously, though, he's not that good. His advanced metrics think he should be in the four and a halves. His projection's more in the upper fours, a below average pitcher. Again, not as bad as that seven and a half ERAs at a couple starts where he got hit around. They were using an opener in front of Wilson a few times, and that seemed to help. And then a couple times in a row, it didn't. And so uh, now that he's um, going here again tonight, they, I guess, have decided against that. Um, Michaelis is a pitcher who a, a sub three ERA advanced metrics think he should be more in the mid threes. His projections actually in the low four. So another pitcher where I don't think he's as good as that sub three ERA. And I think the truth is probably somewhere in between the underlying metrics and the projection. And if you average those out, you'd still be in the upper three. So a slightly above average pitcher, an above average pitcher, but not one that is as good as that ERA. So edge of the starting pitcher in the Cardinals. Don't get me wrong here. Just not as much as the ERAs would indicate. That said, there still is enough of an edge with the starting pitcher here, as opposed to that game one, um, and an edge with the Cardinals offense, an edge in the Cardinals bullpen, and being in St. Louis. So the model thinks the Cardinals should be a minus 206 favorite. Right now, there are still prices in that start with a one, and so I'm taking the Cardinals at minus 192 with a B grade. Same thing I kind of talked about in a lot of these games with some of these bigger favorites. You can go B grade on the run line. I just don't like run lines. I haven't had as much success with them, so I try to stay away from them. I take them a little bit rarer, um, but I think money line or run line is probably a coin toss. It's all about personal preference here. Again, you're saving yourself on some odds, but you're giving up some chance to win. Um, I think the Cardinals are the right side in this one, though. And like I said, as much as I don't think the disparity between Michaelis and Wilson is as much as the ERAs indicate, there still is a disparity in that one for sure. Total is nine and a half. I'm going over that as well with an A grade. I still think, I think it plays out a lot like last night. Um, Cardinals will score a lot of runs. Pirates probably won't be able to help themselves from scoring some runs. Um, again, given the weather. I think the Cardinals pull it out. I think there's a lot of runs. Over nine and a half, A grade pick for me there. And for the side, again, I'm taking the Cardinals with a B grade pick, even though they're at minus 192. Padres the Cubs, 805 Eastern. First pitch, hopefully no tornadoes in that area. No 84-mile-hour wind gust, as crazy as that was last night. A warm night in Chicago. We're going to start off in the low 90s. We're going to finish in the mid to upper 80s. And the winds will be blowing out to left center in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. If you have Mania, like I do, or Hendricks in fantasy baseball, this is a scary, scary start. Wrigley Field is one of the most sensitive parks to wind. On top of that, it's hot. That ball is going to be flying out of Wrigley tonight. Total is 10, and I'm going over that total of 10 with an A grade. Even at minus 117, I think there are going to be a ton of runs. Keeping the ball in the ballpark tonight is going to be impossible. This is a routine fly balls become home runs type of night. 
I'm going over 10, a great pick. I think there will be a ton of runs. And with regards to who wins, the model thinks the Padres should be a minus 147 favorite. So I'll take them at minus 138 with an A grade. So we've got double A's on this one. Padres at minus 138 and then the over 10 both get an A grade. Hendricks isn't as bad as that 522 ERA, but his advanced metrics line up right with that. So I project him to be better going forward because he has a track record of being better. But in general, I still project him to be a below average pitcher. The Padres are going to score a lot of runs tonight in that environment against a pitcher that just is on is going the wrong direction. So again, maybe not as bad as that ERA, but it's not like he's that much better. Against Manaya, who 350 ERA, advanced metrics, about a tenth of a run higher than that. Projection, about two tenths of a run higher than that. Everything sub four across the board for Manaya. Much better pitcher for the Padres. Now, he's going to give up some runs because of that environment, but Manaya is probably going to give up like three runs, whereas Hendricks will probably give up like six, and they're going to turn over to the bullpens, and they're going to be in the same boat giving up runs. I just think the Padres get out early, and they stay ahead. It's kind of one of those um, – They'll get up three, get a couple runs to get up five, give up three, only be up two, get a couple runs to be up four. You know, they'll kind of play that ping pong is the way I project this game to go. Starting pitcher mismatch should make the Padres a bigger favorite, in my opinion. So minus 138 A-grade pick for me on the Padres and over 10 A-grade pick. I think there will be a lot of runs and a hot night, the wind blowing out in Wrigley. 805 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Rangers. And Asher's seen that, for the most part, have been pretty easy to peg. We were backing them a lot. We were playing their unders a lot, playing the opposing team's team totals unders, the first five unders, and they have just not been good to us lately. They're a team that's actually been better to fade this last month. The model's been kind of slow to react to that. Their offense has kind of gotten it going a little bit, but their pitching has really fallen off. And I'm not sure how much better that's going to get tonight with Arkady, as I've talked about one of the pitchers that I don't, that I, that I like the least of these Astros starters, as good as that rotation is. He's got a five ERA, and the advanced metrics are a little better than that, but not by much. He projects to be a 450 ERA type pitcher. And given that he's not going to go deep, the rating you can see there in the sheet isn't good on him. Versus Dunning, who, while he has a 440 ERA, his advanced metrics are about a full run lower. Uh, the projection's kind of right in between those two. I mean, you've got you've got a starting pitcher edge to the Rangers here, which is kind of a rare thing to say because the Astros have had a starting pitcher edge in almost every game they've played this season, it seems like. Of course, the Astros have a better offense, but their bullpen blew it last night, and that's been one of the other weaknesses I've talked about with this Astros bullpen, just very Jekyll and Hyde. You know, they've got some good arms, and they put it together and have some great runs, but they give up a lot of runs at some wrong times as well. Bullpen that's, uh, as an Astros fan, been frustrating to watch. Models as the Astros should be minus 123 favorite. So I'll back them as a B-grade pick at minus 116. It's all about the price here. But I'm telling you, we're getting to the point where it's going to be really hard to back the Astros going forward. If they can't have some more success here at a, at a cheaper price, even though they have the better showing pitcher against them, they have the, the much better offense. They should be able to go into Arlington and beat a subpar Rangers team. So like I said, we're kind of we're kind of running to the end of how how much we can just keep kind of back in the ashes here with the way they've been playing. Model says the price of minus one sixteen is good value though. It's a B grade pick. It would have been an A grade pick with the way the Ashes were playing a couple weeks ago. The way they're playing now, I can't be that confident in it. So I'm holding off at two units rather than three. Totals eight and a half. I don't trust the Rangers bullpen at this point. I don't trust the Ashes bullpen either because I don't know who's going to throw. Even some of their better pitchers last night struggled. 
So I'm staying away from the full game total, and I'll go first five under four and a half. Only a C-grade pick, though, as I keep talking about. Unders are scary in these days, especially first five unders haven't been good to us. So I think I like the first five under, and the reason why, personally, specifically, I like this first five under is I think both pitchers are better than their ERAs, and thus I think we've got some value. Not a lot of value, and again, unders are scary plays, so it's only why it's a C-pick, but I just think there's value. Anytime I look at... Urquidy projects a full half run better than his ERA. Dunning projects a full half run better than his ERA. Anytime I see that, I think there's probably a tiny bit of value here. So we'll go first five under four and a half, but only a lean, given that the first five under plays that used to be money with the Astros haven't been of late. So I'm scaling back the units on that because of because of that. 840 Eastern first pitch, Guardians at the Rockies. Start off around 80 degrees. In Denver, close in the upper 60s. The winds will be blowing in about 10 miles an hour from left at the start of the game and from right at the end of the game. So weather-wise, a little bit warmer, but the wind blowing in will kind of make it a neutral weather environment. Of course, you have a massive hitter-friendly situation in Gorge because of the altitude and because of the park dimensions. So still a hitter-friendly park, but weather-wise, not really going to help uh, too much. It might help the bullpens a little bit by the end of the game if that wind's still blowing in around 10 miles an hour as it cools down. The start of the game, we're going to see Shane Bieber versus Antonio Sensatella. Bieber, a 291 ERA advanced metrics right around there. Projects a tiny bit worse, but still projects to be a good pitcher. Obviously, he's going to probably have a hard time repeating that in Denver, as most pitchers do. Versus Sensatella, who's just very meh. Upper four ERA. His face metrics are more in the low fours, but he projects. We have a lot of data on this guy. He projects more in the upper fours, maybe mid fours. Um, Model says Guardians minus 142. I'll take the Rockies at plus 147. There's a little bit of value here. Only a C-grade pick for me, though. I don't think this Rockies team is that good. And it's hard to be that confident going against Bieber, especially given the starting pitcher mismatch here with Sensatella being below average and Bieber being well above average. But I like the plus 147 here on the Rockies. It's all about the price. It's it's good value for the fact that games and cores, weird things happen. And if Bieber only makes it five innings and gives up three runs, as long as Sensatella doesn't get completely crushed, which is, I don't know, probably 50-50 in that park, it's kind of a coin tossy type game. And a plus 147 offers value. So it's a pure value play for me on the Rockies, knowing that weird things happen in that park totals 10 and a half. So, I mean, anything can happen with the runs and I'm going over the 10 and a half with the B grade pick. We often see teams struggle pitching wise in their first game of the series in Denver, you know, that, that could affect Bieber, could affect a lot of the guardians relievers. I don't trust the Rockies relievers at all. Rockies offense is not good, but it hits fairly well in that park. I think there's a lot of runs. The Guardians probably end up winning this game something like, you know, seven to five, but at plus 147, there's enough weird outcomes that I think there's some value there. So a C grade pick on the Rockies at plus 147 and a B grade pick on the over 10 and a half in Denver. 940 Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Diamondbacks, Tyler Malley versus Zach Davies. Malley has a five ERA, but his advanced metrics say it should be more in the upper threes. He projects in the low fours. Still a solid pitcher. We've talked about all season. He's been a guy we faded because he was priced early on as if he was fantastic. And he's more solid than great. Um, I think now, given how bad he's looked, there might be a little bit of value on Malley because I think people are seeing that ERA thinking he's washed up. And he's it's 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 a bit of a mirage. He's not that bad. 
Zach Davies, on the other hand, for the Diamondbacks, a low four ERA, advanced metrics, low four, projects more in the mid fours, a very run-of-the-mill pitcher, maybe a little bit getting better here, as we kind of talked about. Uh, Astrami there, the pitcher coach for the Diamondbacks, can be an improvement for pitchers. Um, but still, he's not going to be able to turn Zach Davies into a Cy Young winner, still a below-average pitcher. Model says this is basically a coin toss game, so I'll take the Reds at plus 106 for a B pick. We got the Reds last night as a winner with those big plus odds in a game that was a little bit – there were more runs early than late, so kind of missed that. But overall, kind of like I was saying, that it should be tight and then anything can happen and the Reds won. And that's why we take some of those plus odds because in these more anything-can-happen type games, those plus odds can be really beneficial. Same situation tonight, just not as much value, of course, given that the Reds are only plus 106. If this was up in the plus 110s, plus 120s, that's more A-grade territory for me. At this number, there's a little bit of value, but not a lot. Mally's the better pitcher in this one. And then beyond that, it's all a crapshoot because I don't think either offense is very good. I don't think either bullpen's very good. So it's just very run-of-the-mill after that. But given the edge that the Reds have with the starting pitcher, I think plus 106 offers some value, B-grade pick there. With regards to the total, totals nine. I don't trust either bullpen and I don't trust either offense. So I don't know what's going to happen on the back end of the game. I'll do what I did yesterday. It didn't work yesterday, but I'll try it again tonight. First five under four and a half. Only a lean though. If again, a week ago, two weeks ago, this is a B grade for me. Given the first five under fails that we've had recently, uh, it's dropped a letter grade to a C grade pick. But I think Davies is okay Mally above average neither offense is good again it's I kind of think it'll be like last night what I thought would happen last night it just didn't happen the red scored in the fifth but I kind of think early on will be a little bit more lower scoring and then after that I don't really know so that's kind of where I see it going didn't happen last night hopefully it does tonight first five under four and a half is a c grade for me there in Arizona 945 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Giants chilly night in San Francisco again I know y'all are shocked as always low 60s Temperature-wise, not really much wind to speak of. It'll be blowing out to center field about 10 miles an hour to start and die down as the night goes on. But again, that park is built to neutralize that. So uh, pitcher-friendly environment, as always, in San Francisco with regards to that weather. Chris Bubik versus Logan Webb. Bubik, uh, not as bad as that 90 RA, but his advanced metrics think it should be about 6. So still very, very bad. Projects more around the 5 ERA. Not a good pitcher versus Logan Webb. High three ERA, his advanced metrics say he should be about a half run lower than that. I think the truth is probably somewhere in between. A very good pitcher, maybe not as good as last year, um, you know, with those fantastic results, but still a very good pitcher. Huge starting pitcher mismatch here for the Giants with Logan Webb. Um, a fairly big discrepancy in the offense. I think the Giants' offense is much better than the Royals' offense. Um, big discrepancy in the bullpens. We're in San Francisco. It kind of everything lines up. For the Giants, model thinks minus 236. I'm seeing a price of minus 235. So I'll take the Giants, but there's just so little value. It's only a lean. If this drops into the low 220s, it's a B-grade pick. So if, if, if you can get some better value there on the Giants, my buy point on the Royals would need to be more in the plus 250 range if it gets up there. So I, I have no idea where this number is going to go. It's high enough that a lot of movement wouldn't really surprise me. Some of these games in the 200s this year, we've seen – you know, numbers move 40 cents throughout the day. But I don't know which way. Sometimes it, it, it's gone both ways. It's not been constantly towards the favorite of the underdog. 
My hunch is I would say more Giants money comes in. I think this 235 is a little short, but not by much. So it's not one that I, I, I can get excited about, want to be over-invested in at 235. But I think that's the way I'd go. Just to lean, the number's awful. It just kind of is what it is. Again, if it can be around the low 220s, I might put that second unit on it. Um, and like I said, I need to, I need more like plus 250 personally for the, the Royals. They're, they're outmatched everywhere. Anything can happen in baseball. So at some point, there's value in the Royals. It's just not at this number, I think. The total's eight. I want to go over the eight, but I don't see the Royals really scoring much on Webb. So given that, it makes that a little bit scary. The Royals team totals two and a half. I hate the two and a half. Odds are plus 122, so that's nice. I'll give it a lean. I'll give it a unit there. Royals could very easily score three, and so that's what makes me a little bit nervous there. Um, but I think in general, they're going to struggle, struggle off Webb. I think it's kind of more 50-50 that they stay under two and a half or maybe 45, 55, somewhere in that ballpark. So plus 122 offers a little bit of value there, but it's just not personally. I just don't love going under two and a half. So only a C-grade pick on that team total under. So at the Mariners 10-10 Eastern first pitch, our boy Joe Ryan is back after a short stint on the IL versus Logan Gilbert. Model says Mariners minus 103, basically says it's a coin toss game. I'll take the Twins on the money line and even money with a C-grade pick. If it's a coin toss game, give me the even money. I like the Twins a little bit more here. Specifically, their offense, of course, has been playing you know, better of late. So that's kind of something to factor. I think that Gilbert is getting more respect than he deserves by a greater margin than Joe Ryan is. And so if that makes sense, that's kind of why I think the twins at even money are the right side here. I think Gilbert's been fantastic this year. Don't get me wrong. He's got a 240 ERA, but his advanced metrics, underlying metrics this year, would have him a full run higher than that. And his projection is about a half run higher than that. So Gilbert's good. Don't mishear what I'm saying. But I think there's a bit of a gap between how well he's done and how good he actually is. Now, of course, are the Twins the team to take advantage of that in Seattle? I'm, it's hard to say. But the idea is that he should trend more towards the mid threes as the season moves along. Joran, on the other hand, a similar story, but one who I think people see his ERA and they're not taking him as seriously as Gilbert. There's not the hype around Joran as there is Gilbert. So everything I said about Gilbert pretty much applies to Joran. I think it's a very similar story. Great ERA, his advanced metrics, not that good. I still think he's a good pitcher, just not as good as the numbers. But I think the perception is that Gilbert is a much better pitcher. And I think both guys. I think there's just a little bit of extra value on the Twins. So I'm taking them in even money, only a lean, though. It's a toss-up game. And because I think both pitchers are a little bit overvalued, I'm going to go over the 7.5 number at even money. It's a B-grade pick. I just think there's value on this over simply because I think it should be 8. So the fact that we're getting a win in 8 rather than the push offers us, us enough value to get me to a B-grade pick. On this one, again, both pitchers are good. I just don't think they're as good as their numbers are. And I think they're priced a little bit too favorably, in my opinion. And our last one tonight, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Dodgers. About 70 degrees to start, mid-60s to close. 
as always, it seems like in LA, about 10 mile an hour wind out, blowing out to start. It'll die down as the game moves along. Noah Syndergaard versus Tony Gonsolin. Syndergaard, uh, mid-upper three ERA, advanced metrics a little bit worse, projection a little bit worse, kind of an average pitcher at this point. Can be very hit or miss. Versus Gonsolin, who's had a fantastic season so far. Advanced metrics, though, more in the mid-threes. Uh, projects a little bit worse, again, because of uh, you know his historical data. Definitely starting pitcher edge at the Dodgers here. Gonsolin's not as good as that 160 ERA, but I still think he's better than uh, Syndergaard is at this point, at least. Model says Dodgers minus 193. I'll take the Dodgers at minus 197. There's really no value in this number, so it's just a lean for me. Um, I think the model might be a little bit slow. Yeah, we talked about this a lot already this episode with Gonsolin adjusting to how good I think he actually is. I don't think he's as good as Eddie Array, but I do think his projection is probably still selling him a little bit short. So I think there's a little bit of value in the Dodgers, but just not much at that price. C grade pick for me at 197. If this were in the mid to low 180s, that's a B grade pick. But at this number, I just can't get that excited about it. My buy point on the Angels needs to be really up into the probably about plus 210. At that point, I think you can't pass up on the Angels. Um, that's just kind of where I stand on the number wise. It's just, it's priced fairly well right now. And like I said, a slight lean to the Dodgers. I'll take them the C grade pickup minus 197. And I'll go over this total of nine. It's plus 105, so I love the odds here. Got the push protection in case it does land, you know, six to three Dodge or something like that. Only a C grade pick. Ball probably won't fly out too much at the end of the game. So we're going to need to get some runs early on. Need the Dodgers to put up, you know, four or five runs early. Um, and then we got a good chance here. So I'll go over just because all the runs that we've had in baseball lately. The balls, for the most part, have been a little more lively on the West Coast for one reason or the other. And so I'll go over, but not one I love, especially given that, um, like I said, I think Gonsolin's, again, not that good, but still very good. Um, but with the Angels' offense getting healthier, at least they've got three of their four bats, it appears like back in the lineup here. Um, their offense is at least almost whole again and solid. They should be able to get a few runs. Um, like I said, a 6-3 Dodgers win is probably kind of what I expect. So it's it's a, a reasonable chance this pushes. But again, with all the runs around baseball, I feel like given the push protection on 9 over is probably the way I'd look. Just a lean, though, for that one. And a recap of my A picks. I've got five of them here for you today. I've got double overs in Pittsburgh, St. Louis. Both of them over 9.5. It's minus 115 in the first game and minus 110 in the second game. I've got over 9 in Baltimore at Toronto. I've got over 10 in San Diego at Chicago, and I've got an A grade on the Padres at minus 138 in that game as well. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we write on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, please. Don't bet you're eating money.